The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello, you're listening to the Elon Musk Fondles Dogs Report. I'm Lachlan Hodson and with me is... John Domenico. Yes, and we're called that now Mm -hmm. because we can't call ourselves The Chaser Report. That's been changed. John, what happened to us on Twitter? Well, so after people, including ourselves, very meanly (laughs) changed their names to parodies of Elon Musk... Incredibly mean. um, There was a thing sent out to everyone who got suspended... Being like, you have to change your name now or your account's gonna get banned. Yeah, so obviously our editor, instead of putting in our name as a joke, wrote in Elon Musk Fondles Dogs. <laughs> but somehow Twitter's manual approval team approved that as our name. They've said it in that no one with a blue tick can change their name again. <laughs> so Twitter approved the yeah. name Elon Musk Fondles Dogs. I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not gonna jump into that, but <laughs> it is definitely suspicious at the very least. So that's an update to our Twitter at the moment, which is playing up, but otherwise the Chaser Report will be returning to its normal hosts tomorrow. Uh, in, in the meantime, in the spirit of identity theft, John, are you with Medibank? No. Is that because of what's happened? No, that's because I turned 25. But the good news is I turned 25 just before the hack, which means <laughs> my details are probably still taken. For any listeners who aren't aware, Medibank's been hacked. 9.7 million customers from Medibank will have had their data accessed. I've been seeing this sort of hack happening, John. It's sort of, it struck me. What's happened is both of these cases, the Optus and the Medibank hacks, you've had a giant company who, who have mm-hmm. just an incomprehensible amount of people's data, people who've trusted them, and then they haven't actually protected that data and it's been easily accessible to a group of hackers. Is that true? The reason why all the companies have been hacked, because there's been a whole heap of small ones as well, Mm. is that a few years ago, the government wanted to force companies to hold on to all this data instead of removing it once you've used it. Wow. And Optus argued that legally they should be forced to hold on to everyone's data because they can't be hacked. And now everyone's getting hacked. Cue Curb Your Enthusiasm theme song. (laughs) This has happened twice now, and the hackers have requested from Optus $1 million, which I think everyone agreed was a really low fee for 10 million people's data. Uh, And now the Medibank um, uh, hack, which got 9.7 million people's data, the CEO of Medibank has actually refused to admit how much money the, the hackers asked for, but they said, oh, it's irrelevant, doesn't matter. And in both cases, what's happened is the, the giant company has refused to pay them out, saying that if they pay out the hackers, it would just encourage more hacks. Oh, okay, yeah, because that thing that's already happening like once a week at this point is just going to keep happening if they... That's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, like, I don't think that the hackers should be getting paid out, yeah. right? I think that oh, like they broke the law and it does incentivize bad behavior. But the company's not getting hacked is not incentivizing good behavior. Like, no one's changing anything up uh, until they get hacked. I think that the hackers are providing a public service and I don't think the hackers are the bad guys. I've realized that they're kind of a bit more like the new Robin Hoods of society. In the case of the Medibank hack, when they were releasing the data, they released it in two files and they had a naughty list and a nice list crossing two of my favorite things, which is radical activism with Santa Claus. I mean, that's where you'd get the most money is is hacking Santa Claus's um, (laughs) workshop. If you got the naughty and nice list, You've got everyone in the world's personal information that they've been collecting 
like CIA style over mm. everything we've ever done for an entire year. <laughs> That's where you can get at least $2 million. <laughs> no, but this is the issue is Santa, probably like all of the big wigs at, at Optus and Medibank, would refuse to just give the hacker the money. So the response from all of the companies has been, we're not going to pay out the money because it incentivizes hacking. And then the secondary response that they had, uh, Medibank put out a statement saying, if you're a Medibank customer, it's important right now to be extra vigilant. <laughs> I hear that and all I'm actually hearing is some megacorp putting responsibility back onto the consumer after they're the ones who screwed the pooch. Like it, it's the same hmm. thing as, oh, Sorry we did all of this climate pollution, but if you could ride a bike to work, then individual responsibility. It's all on you. It's not on us. It's mm. all on you to be extra vigilant after we let all of your data get leaked. Yeah, it's like when Twiggy Forrest attacked Coca-Cola for making plastics when he's a coal billionaire. <laughs> and even with Medibank, what are customers supposed to be vigilant on? Oh, were you supposed to stop the hack? Was that <laughs> no, your no, job? Yeah. So now that I'm getting hacked, my mistake was trusting Medibank and Optus in the first place. That's <clears> the individual responsibility that I should be going for. <laughs> but I think that I might become a hacker. They're kind of cool. And if uh, they're the new Robin Hood, if they're stealing from the rich, they're not giving to the poor, but they are the poor, I assume. Sure. We, I think that, that that's kind of the new way to go. So, I mean, surely if you're becoming a hacker, you just hack Twitter. Elon <laughs> Musk has like no money left. He had to sell mm. most of his Tesla stock uh, in the last 20 for hours. Yeah, he did, hey. Because he's got no money and he's scared of all the investors. <laughs> if you just hack that last 20 bucks away. What could I possibly hack on Twitter, though? You really? No, here's, a, here's my I release thing. everyone's draft tweets. <laughs> all of our worst here's jokes, the, all the jokes that were like, that's not very good. You'd actually be able to see, oh, imagine seeing Elon Musk's draft tweets. Imagine seeing his DMs. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't need to see his DMs. All of the worst things that Elon Musk would message to anyone are just in his work Slack chat, I assume. Oh, actually, there was also the leaked texts. Oh, really? What were they? Oh, they're a whole topic on there, right? Like, <laughs> in the lawsuit, there was amazing texts that came out yeah, from, yeah. like, his ex-wife told him to buy Twitter. Joe Rogan no. said to do it to get rid of wokeism. There's an insane amount of texts from billionaires who shouldn't have this money. This the thing. I'm going to become a hacker. I'll only hack from the rich, and I'll give to the poor. I tried to get in touch with the team behind the Medibank hack and they were like, yeah, sure. Uh, it's great to hear that you want to get on board. All we need uh, to verify your identity is your email address, your mother's maiden name uh, and your bank account details. Mm -hmm. So I gave them that. Oh no. Yeah, no. You're no. working for a Nigerian prince? <laughs> <laughs> the Chaser Report. Now with extra whispers. I don't know if you've noticed, but this year we've changed government. May feels like a whole year ago yeah. at this point. That was like a hundred natural disasters ago. That was three British prime ministers ago. <laughs> Everyone's been told things are different now. Mm. But my concern was my favourite show mm. was coming back this week. Oh. Senate Estimates. Oh. And so I was worried that things were going to get worse. Because usually oh, you bring in a whole new staff of writers and it's not mm. as good. Yeah, no, I feel that. Plus, I feel that. people who's in charge of the committees has all changed. Who's on them has all changed. Yeah. Luckily, Tuesday's Senate Estimates was non-stop gripping television. I'll be honest, I haven't seen the last 200 seasons uh, of Estimates, so I'm at the, the hawk era um. at the moment. The hawk ear is really bad. That's <laughs> that's all sex scenes. <laughs> These first one, like so, the agriculture committee um, chair, Senator Glenn Stirl, mm -hmm. he offered Bridget McKenzie the chance to ask a question, and then got annoyed at some of the stuff that she was saying. Okay, and here's how that went down. McKenzie, do you always have to have the last word? I was going to defend you then, honestly, like a naughty little girl. Can you just be quiet while someone finishes? You don't have to have the last word. 
That's kinky dialogue, John. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. I th- maybe that Labour senator was just trying to sexually harass her instead of Jeez. being really sexist towards her. Wow. Reminder, it was literally her turn to ask a question. An interesting third challenger mm. jumps in while Stirl and Wish Wilson was going at it. I tell you what, I think people, it is. I really think it is within the, the rights of other senators, and I've, I've been on the other side of the debate here with Senator Wish Wilson, but he does have a right to raise points and, and issues with you, and I don't think shutting it off is going to be and helpful Senator, uh, for the general uh, general goodwill among this committee. Senator Canavan, I'm desperately trying to keep uh, some civility in here. Yeah, you know this Labor Senator's fucked up when Matt Canavan is on the right <laughs> side of history around a misogyny issue. I was going to say, is that Matt Canavan? Good on him for having a redemption arc. Well, everyone who doesn't remember, the first time Matt Canavan ever made headlines was <laughs> the time that he said the perfect Mother's Day gift is a clothesline. Did he actually say that? Yeah, I thought fo- that was one of our bits. No, he put up a photo of himself put installing the clothesline the night before for his wife. Wow. Even he drew the line there. <laughs> Again, and this guy, the entire time he's refusing to withdraw, at one point he starts slamming his hand on the desk, telling everyone to stop talking and stuff like that. Eventually, because he's banning everyone from making a point of order, which they're entirely in their right to, by the way. It's like the way that you're supposed to deal with this stuff. Because mm. also it's not supposed to be the chair of the committee throwing these tantrums. <laughs> Um, eventually does get back to Senator McKenzie to ask the question that he got mad that she was trying to ask in the first place. The point of order that Senator Wish Wilson raised, asking you to withdraw calling me a naughty little girl. Yes, yeah, uh, I'll I would... take that back. You're not a naughty little girl. I felt like he emphasised the word little girl. Yeah. Is that what's going on here? He did give an apology much later on that was a little bit more sincere, but still very clearly that he just didn't know why people were at it in the first place. The Labour Party did bring everyone together, like they said they would, though, because nice. that's national senator, a liberal senator, and a green senator all <laughs> taking a stand against um, workplace bullying against women. That's <laughs> not the only normal history we've seen. We've seen also the really weird niche ones, like the pesticides and veterinary CEO Lisa Croft, while talking to the committee on that, mm. got asked a very interesting question by um, Wish Wilson. I've been told about an incident occurred that at a staff Christmas party in 2021 in which a male senior staff member allegedly urinated on other staff members. Um, was such an incident reported to you? And was it, and if so, was any action taken? Uh, I am not aware of it in that context, not at a Christmas party and at, at not... Any, at any party then, uh, or any work function? Uh, I am aware of an incident that occurred in a private capacity. (laughs) Yeah, sorry to anyone who... Sorry, that's... How many seconds of silence was that? That was 11 seconds. So sorry to anyone who thought that the podcast had cut out. Um, That is... There was an 11 second silence there before she clarified it wasn't at the Christmas party. It was just at a private function. It was at the Easter party, okay? Different function entirely. The best... Sorry, obviously the question he asked was... What, how did you deal with it? And not specifically the Christmas party part. You know, why would you add in specific rules against peeing on your employees? No, who was being investigated in this estimates? Was it R. Kelly or? <laughs> yeah, again, like under the previous government, we had wanking on desks and now we've got peeing on employees. One of the main hits of Senate estimates every year is the ABC estimates because that's when the real nutters come out. Mm. Yum, 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 there was a bunch of stuff. Like there was just an amazing moment with Senator Alex Antic talking about a children's book that was read out on the ABC. Uh, called The Spectacular Soup, is it here, uh, about a female child wanting to wear male clothing. Program was rated G. My question is this. 
Why is the ABC grooming Australian children with this sort of adult content? Senator, I don't see that as grooming uh, children with that content. That that particular program is reading from a book that's about dressing up. So I think this female children in male children's clothing. You think that's just that's not subliminal? I mean, young girls wearing pants. Sorry. Oh, okay. I don't like this show anymore. They got yeah. That segment. They jumped the shark. Yeah, that jumps up. It's just fully batshit. You heard Sarah, Senator Hanson Young there try to cut in by saying, you're talking about a girl wearing pants. Yeah. He's using the term grooming, which is like an ongoing abuse of people. And it's, very cri- and it's a criminal term. It's a very, and it's very serious important. allegation. Yeah, and he's talking about a story where a girl was dressing up as somewhat thing, doing dress-ups, and in that dress-ups wanted to wear pants. So it's not even wearing pants all the time. It's wearing <laughs> pants in one specific incident. He called that grooming, but obviously... The senator saying that that's offensive. She's mm. the one that's in the wrong. Well, because you know why the... she was wrong, John. Why? What was she wearing? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the what's the verdict? How are you how are you thinking that the season's going to end for this show? We still haven't gone to the one that the chaser ourselves put in a submission to, mm. which is the committee into looking into um, the election and ways that people will try to ruin election, say, democracy. So that one's going to be really interesting because mm. we're going to hear everyone's thoughts on how democracy works. <laughs> so I'm going to assume that somehow that ends with, like, a backflip and becoming more corrupt. <laughs> uh, look, I'm hoping that this show's just like The Simpsons where it gets better after season 36. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to the Elon Musk Fundles Dogs report for another day. Uh, our gear is from Rode and we're part of the Acast Creator Network. John with the final zinger. Elon, get away from that dog. <laughs>